0: Welcome to That Shady Buffalo Podcast, a podcast about unimportant things that for some reason are important to us. I am your host, David Cole, and this week I'm joined by three lovely guests that are also, I am uh, I'm privileged to call them family. So I have two new guests and, and one old guest, but we'll get to them <laughs> later. Uh, for, first, we have my cousin, Avery Fowler. Avery, how are you today?
1: I am good. doing good.
0: How's school going? Oh, busy. That's how school works
2: usually.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately.
2: Is that your dorm room? Um, okay.
1: I'm actually in the computer room. That is no longer a oh. computer room. It's a storage room.
0: It's just a storage room? Is that because <laughs> of like. There's restri- lots of lamps. That's amazing. <laughs> is that just because of restrictions or just they just change things?
1: Um, we don't have computers anymore since everybody has laptops. That's so. true. That makes
0: sense. <laughs> See, like I'm just old yeah. enough to have gone to school when they had several labs because they just couldn't assume that everyone mm-hmm. had a laptop. Or, 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 or did they give you a laptop?
1: No, no. we had to bring our own. Yeah.
0: yeah. So that's I'm just, just old enough, I guess. You know, every once in a while, <laughs> you know, things just change. <laughs> well, I'm happy to have you here. Also with us, another cousin, Hunter Stafford. Hunter, Hi. no longer in school. Although, as some, as some may believe, uh, you did not drop out. You just graduated.
3: <laughs> that's very true. Very true.
0: Some may believe that, but it's not true. <laughs> it recently published. Tell us about that.
3: Um, yeah. So I was recently published in um, the American College of Sports Medicine's journal um, on an article about high-intensity interval training and cancer patients.
0: Mm, sounds interesting, oh, actually. Mm. That's cool. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and it it's cool. very cool. If you can't tell, finally, last guest here we have my brother-in-law. You know, a tangent. Somebody I won't say who because they may listen to this. Somebody used uh, the the phrase "sister in love," and I just about threw up. It was it was, it was actually daughter daughter in love. I think it was daughter in love.
2: It's even worse somehow. Yeah, I was just like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I th- I thought about going there. It was just too cringy sorry bud so john <laughs> john how
2: are you man uh as your brother in love i'm doing so great
0: <laughs> i love you too you know it's mutual so
2: <laughs> yep got my let's, disney list here ready to go let's go
0: so speaking of yeah uh we are talking about disney this week and it was was really appropriate uh at this when this comes out it'll have been a couple weeks probably but i just listened to your podcast today about nostalgia and uh oh, yeah, I mean, we're, all we're, today. we're talking about one of the biggest one of the companies that's the biggest proprietor of nostalgia
2: <laughs> they're making money on nostalgia for sure the old, the old <laughs> disney so
0: let me um first start talking about how we got into disney animation to be particular to be specific we're talking about just the animation side of things for right now and uh i'm assuming we're all going to have pretty similar ish stories in, t- in terms of how we We're introduced and how we became fans of um, Walt Disney animation as a studio and as movies. But let me uh, dive into that. So Avery, what do you think is like your backstory or how would you explain how you became a fan of Disney animated films?
1: Well, out of all this cousins, I am one of the three youngest. So I grew up (laughs) watching all the Disney movies with the rest of my cousins um, at all their houses. And growing up, there's just what we watched. Yeah, um, and we watched them at my house with my family and now that I am 20 I still love them because I've gotten really into the history I know I've gotten into nope. the history of them
0: that's cool yeah we're the uh we're on video like shaking our heads at you being 20 It's like what <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> I mean know. I know it's true I've known it's true since you know it's just like oh my gosh <laughs> yes but uh yeah I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like recover from feeling super old so <laughs> so yeah i I think that's kind of like the story right is that you know somehow these movies have been almost synonymous with with family time and with uh cousins and sisters and brothers and parents and that kind of thing so that that's the same for me as well i mean uh at some point in time i so a few of these movies that are going to be on our list today were movies that i remember watching when i was four or five years old so and it's kind of how, how it's always been hunter what about you
3: Uh, Mine is about the same. Um, So every Friday night we would have my parents would go on date nights and we would have a babysitter come over and after we had dinner they would put on a movie for us and it was always a Disney movie. Also, I don't know about you guys, but we had okayed Disney movies and not okayed yeah. Disney movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, some were too scary, or my mom and dad didn't like the themes that were in them. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then also I didn't grow up with cable, so if we wanted to watch something on the television, it was a Disney movie usually or PBS. So yeah, one
0: yeah. of those two. Yeah, we had all the all these VHS tapes. It was really interesting because like now physical media you don't really need to have any of it anymore i mean especially with disney plus if you're just talking about disney stuff but uh i mean we didn't have cable we had the bunny years to watch mm-hmm. the you know the whatever seven channels you could get we typically for kids were after about one or two p.m they were no longer interesting because the cartoons went away and the adult shows came on <laughs> so uh yeah i mean i just remember watching the vhs tapes a lot Uh John, I know that you I think out of the four of us, you have seen the most Disney animated movies. So how did you get that get started on that?
2: Um, I don't know about the most, definitely the most of the old ones. Yeah. But my family just were nuts. I mean, we did the yearly vacations and my uncle especially um was really fond of the music. They they make these uh, music books called Disney fake books. Oh. And um he had like everyone ever made. And so we sat around the piano. He would he could just look at the song and just fake it. That's what the, they're meant for. And we just grew up on the music. Um, and so also had the VHS tapes, eventually transitioned to DVD. Um, we also had a blacklist, but there was only one movie on it and it was the black cauldron
0: (laughs) that's funny that makes sense that's funny and
2: i've actually haven't i've still never seen it (laughs) i I haven't seen it either (laughs) yeah so that's how i got started the first uh let's see the first movie i saw in theaters that was a disney movie was monsters incorporated and it was uh, with the uncle i was talking about earlier yeah and from the opening like soundtrack i was just like I was blown away by that whole movie. Oh, yeah. Anyways, that's my rough starts of yeah. Disney cinema. So, we're all
0: talking about and referencing times from our childhood. Uh, for some of us, 10, 15 years ago. For some of us, 15, 20, 25 years ago. But <laughs> we're still here interested in talking about these movies from uh, our childhood. So, what is it about these movies and just Disney animation in general? That has kind of kept us interested and kept us coming back and kept us interested in what's to come. Uh, Avery, what is it about these movies that like keeps your interest as an adult?
1: I especially like the older movies. I'm super into history. I love learning about like how the animated stuff. There's a show on Disney Plus like Imagineering or something. Yeah, that's really cool. That I- it explained like the history. And so it's like learning about that stuff makes me appreciate them more. So I think I just am blown away by how much they were able to do so long ago.
0: Yeah, the the work it takes and the detail that has to go into animating the movies is pretty mind blowing. So yeah, that's interesting. Hunter, what is it about the movies that kind of has kept you hanging on?
3: <laughs> so like John said, the music is phenomenal. And honestly, like if you don't hear like the circle of life and your heart doesn't swell <laughs> a little bit, then like, I don't know, do you have a soul? Yeah,
0: you, you, um, something's missing.
3: <laughs> yeah, something, something's not there. So um yeah, I really, really love the music. And the music is still good. It, it was good then, it's good now. Yeah. Um, and also I really like the creativity behind um all the animated movies. And I honestly think the creativity is getting better um, Mm -hmm. with some of the newer movies. And so um, as an adult, I'm always intrigued by that and the little things that they put in there that are kind of like a nod for older generations to younger, um, earlier films.
2: So
0: yeah, definitely. John, what about you?
2: Just to tag on to Hunter's last point, I would agree that Disney is having to get more creative a lot of this early stuff is based on other content whether it was a children's book or whatever they were able to really dive into a lot of those i think disney was very strategic i mean there's a whole movie saving mr oh, banks so yeah. called i love that
0: movie. saving
2: mr banks is all about how they got the rights to mary poppins and i think he was very wise with the stories that he chose and i think that's part of Kind of the legacy and how they've just been preserved is these stories are older than these movies a lot of the especially yeah. the ones we're going to talk about and um the animation and music i mean it's i i don't really know a lot about what goes into animation music i just assume it's a lot <laughs> but <laughs> they're they're top tier i mean especially in that time there wasn't a lot of people doing what they were doing and it was it was magical
0: yeah I think that's a good way to put it. I think those are like probably the three biggest factors into the, the success and the staying power of not just these movies, but Disney Animation as a as an entity is the animation quality and uh, the work that's put in there, the music in terms of it being uh, catchy, it being good quality music, not just you know simply catching, but it has some uh, depth to it, and uh, the storytelling. The stories are really good. I mean. We'll uh, get into some of that a little bit later, but some of these stories are just like they just get you, you know. And I've cried at in several movies, but the number of non Disney movies that I've cried at, non Disney, non Pixar, is probably like four. It's probably like ten to four. It's probably like you know more than double. Just Disney and Pixar, the storytelling they can pull off just kind of gets at um, something in your heart. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but it kind of just gets you. So. We're not just talking about Disney animation in its entirety today. That's a crazy big topic. We're going to narrow it down, and we're going to do three different episodes. So I was trying to figure out how to tackle this when I had the idea to, to you know, to make an attempt to, to cover this, and had several people I thought of that I wanted to have on, including the three of you, but several more. And I was just like, I, don't, I, I can't have more than probably four people on a podcast, you know, it's, and I'm one of them, so <laughs> it's one spot taken up. And I I also was just trying to think of like a top five of all the Disney animation movies seems so difficult because there's just so many of them. A top 10 seems like it would take forever if we had four people. Uh, It just, I, I couldn't figure out a way to make it fit what we do here on the podcast. And then I realized that there's this thing called the seven eras of Disney animation that I don't think Disney themselves have anything to do with. I'm pretty sure it's purely a fan uh, based thing. Avery do you know more about this than I do based off the fact that you kind of have gotten into the history of animation at all?
1: I think you're right that it's fan-based because I don't think Disney themselves like claims like this is this this is this I think it's a fan broken down system.
0: Yeah so in case you're not familiar with this system basically uh, fans if I'm, if I'm wrong then someone let me know but as far as I know the fans have kind of Uh, divided up the movies based off of eras uh, of time and named them. So you have the Golden Age from 1937 to 1942. You have the Wartime Era from 43 to 49. The Silver Age from 1950 to 1967. And the Bronze Age from 1970 to 1988. And then the Renaissance from 89 to 99. And then the final era is the um, post-Renaissance from 99 on. Uh, is like everything newer. And there's like a, some, I've seen some lists that also add, that make it into two at the end. So post-Renaissance, would be a 99 to 2009. And then some of them will also tack on like a revival era from 09 to 2021. Uh, I've seen different lists do it differently. It probably is based also on how old the, the list is. Uh, you know, if it was made three or four years ago or whatever so this gives me a little framework to break up this topic is what i kind of thought so we're going to do this into three different sections um starting with the early early stuff so today we're going to do a top five list of the movies in disney animation from the golden age uh the wartime era and the silver age so it's basically everything up to 1967 And uh, we're going to do our top fives on that list. We're going to take a quick break first, though. And uh, then we'll come back and get into our top five Disney animation movies pre-1968. And welcome back. So we're going to get into our top five Disney animated movies from the Golden Age, the wartime era, and the Silver Age. So for anyone that's um, listening that Off the top of your head, you're like, David. I don't know what movies are in those eras. I I wouldn't fault you. So the movies we're looking at are Snow White, Dumbo, Pinocchio, Fantasia, and Bambi. Those are all in the Golden Age. The wartime era is made up of Saludos Amigos, The Three Caballeros, Make Mine Music, Fun and Fancy Free, Melody Time, and The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. And then the Silver Age is made up of Cinderella, Peter Pan. Alice in Wonderland, Lady and the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, The Jungle Book, and The Sword in the Stone. So top fives from those movies right there. And we're going to go ahead and start with Avery's number five.
1: Okay, my well, number five is going to be shocking. It's the three caballeros.
0: Nice. Does anybody else have that higher on their list? Nope. Okay, nope. So Avery,
2: yeah, it's fine. Avery, <laughs> it. I'm,
0: I'm excited by it, yeah. <laughs> uh, Avery, why was it your number five? Like, what what has drawn you to this movie?
1: Okay, so this movie, I have more of a like personal connection with because there's a ride about it in Disney and Epcot. If you go to Disney World, there's a ride about it in Mexico.
0: Nice. And
1: my family, we love that ride. It's like probably the least exciting ride in Disney, but it's our favorite. <laughs> And so during quarantine, we were like, we have to watch this movie that goes with it. And this movie is crazy. It's like animation and real life and everything mixed together. And it's just a party. And I just love that it's so crazy and weird. And it's got to be the weirdest Disney movie I've ever seen, which is why I had to put it in one of my top five.
0: That's fair. Yeah. I think, (laughs) um, I don't know who else has seen it. Um, I think I i think john has but i could be wrong i was wrong i was I've been wrong before i'm wrong again
2: yeah uh, it, it was an honorable, honorable mention for me okay, okay yeah
0: um i haven't seen it in probably 20 plus years um hunter at some point in time in my childhood megan burt babysat me and she owned it and i watched it at her at her parents house the burt's house and i haven't seen it other than like once or twice there and i just have like fever dreams of like just like the madness on screen in that movie it is wild I don't really remember like a lot of specifics so I didn't feel like I could put it on my list because I haven't seen it in so long Um, but I remember thinking it was really funny and I remember enjoying it as a kid but I just in my head my memory of it is like it is wild Uh, (laughs) did either one of you guys so Hunter have you not seen this
3: I haven't which is really funny because Megan Burt was like our faithful babysitter, yeah. most of my life, and I—I I never watched it. Maybe it was That's on the thinking list.
0: I don't. Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but John, so he's on a rare mention for you. So you do enjoy this movie.
2: Yeah, I grew up with this guy. Me and my brother can sing the entire song Three Caballeros." Great. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, That's great. Uh, I didn't even consider like how wild it was to have live action and animation together. Yeah. I, have to think it was one of the first movies to do that i mean there it was it's such an old movie i mean you can probably find others but it's i can't think of many of that old that did that It was pretty wild yeah.
0: it came out in 1944 so i mean <laughs> it's pretty old
1: yeah <laughs> okay so the film originally premiered in mexico city not in america i
0: didn't know that that's interesting really that's but, a good film yeah fact. yeah
1: so it did not premiere here which is pretty cool
0: that is interesting yeah, especially how like, back in nineteen what forty? What did I say 44, 1944.
1: Yeah, it's a it premiered December twenty first, nineteen forty four, in Mexico City.
0: Also, oh, almost forty five. But yeah, that's that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So we're gonna go in alphabetical order, which then leads us to my number five, and my number five is Cinderella. I'm gonna assume people have it higher than that.
1: I I do. Mean, I'm do. i seeing some nods. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: I, yeah. so I won't dive into it. We'll talk about it later. But then we'll go on to Hunter's number
3: five. Mm, my number five is 101 Dalmatians.
0: I have
2: it higher. I do as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. So, then, <laughs> so then we'll go to John's number five.
2: My number five is Pinocchio.
0: Okay, does anyone have that higher?
2: No. So I was yeah. struggling... I really wanted to pick one from each of the eras.
0: Oh, okay. And yeah.
2: this was um, this was my number one from the golden era. Yeah. Um, Bambi and Snow White were definitely in contention for that spot, but um, Pinocchio's classic story, Jiminy Cricket is like an all-time Disney character.
3: For
0: sure.
2: When you wish upon a star, legendary song. It's it's a great movie that's incredibly old and. <laughs> unbelievable how old it is really it's
0: just... yeah it, i i remember watching it as a kid um and i'm sure i didn't even at all comprehend just exactly yeah. how old you know how like, old it was uh because it is like kind of shocking <laughs> like yeah i if you had asked me even th- even just a few months ago i would have probably put it in the 50s and it's 1940 yeah like it's barely even mm-hmm. in the 40s so yeah uh, yeah out of the golden age i'm oh, sorry this is the yes yeah, this is the golden age yeah the golden age uh a couple of those movies and, and pinocchio is one of them part of why i just couldn't get there with it is just how bizarre a, that middle chunk is pretty strange
2: <laughs> definitely
0: uh and so it kind of pulled it back a little bit for me but
2: i actually found with a lot of the golden and especially the wartime because the wartime are like compilation movies which we can get into later yeah but yeah it's it is there are sections of these movies where it's like they probably wouldn't make the cut these days (laughs)
0: yeah which is interesting because of how much work it takes to animate these movies you would think they'd be like do we really need (laughs) yeah this section here but yeah Mm -hmm. i mean uh, they're committed to it so i'm sure they cut stuff but still so that is pinocchio john's number five so we're back to Avery is number four already.
1: Um, I had Sleeping
0: Beauty. Okay I don't have that. Does anyone else have it higher than no? No Sleeping Beauty. It was my number six. Oh last cut okay. Yeah. So Avery what is it about Sleeping Beauty that you have number four?
1: So Sleeping Beauty I kind of took on the babysitter role with this one that's what I would play when oh. right now when I babysit kids because it's one of the movies I enjoy and I grew up watching so I've seen it quite a few times recently yeah. um and I also like the newer plays that they've done out, like with Maleficent it makes me appreciate the original more so mm-hmm. I feel like the story I just love the older movies and it's fun for me to see like what they've done with the new Maleficent and the older ones and that's why it's in my top four
0: yeah I, th- I th- it's think it's legendary it, it, yeah it, it I mean mm-hmm. um that is one that I considered I think it was like six or seven for me it was also really close for as a kid I remember it kind of has a little bit for everybody because yes. it has the dragon in the fight but also it's uh fun and kind of like it's a pretty classic tale so it's definitely worth being on the list for sure
2: i just got to shout out um the song a dream is a wish your heart makes oh yeah as nice. probably like a top 5 disney song to me like of all time there's a mm-hmm. uh, at epcot in the like american section the Lib- i think they're called the liberty singers if you ever go you have to listen to them because it's just an acapella group in this room that has incredible acoustics and they sing this song and it is an emotional experience, man. They are, they're incredible. I would definitely check them out if you're ever there. Awesome.
3: We went there one time um, over Christmas weekend and we heard them sing like Christmas carols and they were simply, yeah, they were fantastic.
2: Like, yeah, Yeah, they're so good cool i have a friend who works at disney and was in a softball league with them
0: (laughs) that's so funny and they were
2: really really bad at softball (laughs) but after the game they like they sang songs for everybody and i think they were just about getting out there and doing something
0: (laughs) yeah just having having fun that's awesome all right so i think next is my number four and for my number four i went with alice in wonderland does anyone have that one higher no -mm. all right so it's just me Alice in Wonderland for me is the right amount of strange part of it is like the whole thing is just trying to be strange and there's never a point where it's not strange and so unlike Pinocchio or a few other movies that we might get into later uh where it was like kind of out of left field when something really weird would happen and not that that's like not a part of the original story of Pinocchio like it's like they changed the story and made it more weird that's just kind of how it is but For Alice in Wonderland, you're just like already going to go on this crazy trip. And it's the kind of thing where I have wanted newer or different versions or sequels or prequels or remakes to be good because it's so interesting to me. And they just so far haven't really done it for me. But the original is really interesting, really unique. and I think that that's kind of what has drawn me to it. I haven't seen it like a bunch. My top three I've seen dozens of times um and everything else in this era I've only seen three or four times probably and this is one of them but I always remember really like being intrigued by this movie and it being entertained by it so I had to go with it as my number four
2: and yeah it's it's just the right amount of weird you're absolutely right so
0: then we can get into Hunter's number four
3: all right so my number four I almost put 101 Dalmatians here, honestly, for my number four. I keep going back and forth between this one and 101 Dalmatians. Um, But my number four is Lady and the Tramp.
0: Okay, two dog movies. Makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Did uh, anyone have that one higher, Lady and the Tramp? Okay. I I, I went with 101 Dalmatians over Lady and the Tramp. But I think they're both really good. So what made you put it just a little bit higher than uh, 101 Dalmatians?
3: honestly I think it might have been a nostalgic thing because I have seen it more than 101 Dalmatians um and I I just think it's a really cute sweet story and also like I have a very strong memory of the weird Siamese cats like doing their weird song (laughs) in that movie but yeah I I don't know I have really fond memories of it and um in my brain, I'm now thinking maybe 101 <laughs> dollars. Love it.
0: Well, it's <laughs> um, too late. You already said. I know.
3: I know. <laughs> I know. It's but your
0: list. You do whatever you want with it.
3: Yeah. But so yeah.
0: Have you seen the remake? The, the sorry, the live action version.
3: I have not.
0: Has anybody seen that? I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's good. Oh, oh cool. All right. So, Lady in the Tramp number four. Then we're gonna get into John's number four.
2: Okay, for my number four, this is my wartime pick, which uh, if you're following, it's, it's rough pickings out there. It's pickings.
0: <laughs> yeah, the wartime area is a little tight.
2: <laughs> the Three Cabarreros was on my radar for sure. Melody Time was right there as well. And it's one of the Melody Times, like one of those movies you would probably remember if you saw the animation, but the name is not memorable at all. But my number four pick is Fun and Fancy Free okay which is also a very uh like not memorable title
3: <laughs>
2: um there's two stories within fun and fancy free and the best one to me is mickey and the beanstalk
1: oh. and
2: uh
0: okay i didn't know that was yeah
2: either.
1: yeah i didn't know yeah. That either
0: i've seen
2: that it's just jack and the beanstalk with donald mickey and goofy yeah that's great and my favorite scene is when they're they have that one bean that, that's their dinner <laughs> yeah. and they're shaving they have like a little slice of a single bean <laughs> and it's so, so funny oh, but uh great. that whole short story is really good yeah. and it's it's very fun for mm-hmm. me I remember watching it as a kid
0: yeah I the name stood out to me but I was like I'm pretty sure I haven't seen that and I didn't like dive into what was included in it but I've definitely seen that part at least if not the whole thing
2: yeah the other short story bongo it's not quite as memorable jimmy jiminy cricket introduces it and but even just just mickey and the beanstalk that could be a movie by itself i'd probably put it in my top five
0: yeah that sounds right sounds about right i think it would be worthy okay so we're getting into our top threes so avery what was your number three i
1: had cinderella
0: okay hunter do you have it higher than three
1: I do.
0: Okay, so we're going to keep moving along then. <laughs> <laughs> that's my number three. My number three was Peter Pan. Higher? Does anyone have it higher than three?
2: I do. We've got no,
3: cross, dual crossover.
0: Say that again, Hunter?
3: That's my number three as well.
0: Okay, does anyone else yeah, have it higher than three? and mine as well.
2: It's my number oh, three.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Avery, you don't have it on your list?
1: I know. I, it's up there. Oh, it's, oh higher it's higher
0: than three. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, nice. sweet. So we're, oh, man, so it's going to be, so hang on a second. So <laughs> that means we off. skip to two? We skip everyone's. Hang on. Yeah, we skip all That's the up to. <laughs> this is crazy. Okay, so we're going to skip. Um, I'm, I'm keeping track of our lists. In Google Docs, one day yeah. you're
2: gonna get a four-way crossover. Yeah, it, it'll
0: happen. <laughs> and that's the dream, you know. Uh, but I'm I'm trying to type while I'm talking and while I'm monitoring, you know, what's going on. So when I typed in "Lady in the Tramp" for Hunter, I accidentally typed "Lady in the Trump." And <laughs> I mean, you can say what you want about that typo, but <laughs> and, then <laughs> and then for Peter Pan, I put Peter Mann on mine. Uh, so I'm struggling, guys, but <laughs> we're gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> so every your number two is
1: snow white
0: okay so the first disney animated movie snow white tell me why you like snow white so much
1: okay that was the first movie i remember really caring about like oh this is old this took a lot of time i love the music my brother he hates
2: it <laughs> and so
1: i really like to play it around him it's always a fun adventure but there you go. yeah the music is just incredible and i just have such an appreciation for what they did and how long it took and i love snow white it's just fantastic
0: no i i don't think i checked hunter do you have it on do you have it as your number two or higher than that um no okay okay and john you don't either
2: didn't make my list,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it it definitely deserves like recognition it, it, it to, for be, sure. to be going through storytelling and animation at that high of a quality in nineteen thirty seven. I mm-hmm. can't even imagine it's, it's the it's, first one, right? Yeah, it's like, the first one. The first, yeah, not, it's the yeah.
1: first full length feature film or animated feature film
0: and, yeah. ever. Right. Yeah. And not just for Disney, like right, it's the first yeah, feature just like an, animated, Anybody, yeah. animated feature film. So Uh, Groundbreaking, obviously. And I mean, there are certain things that I, that to me don't hold up as much as an adult, but like it still deserves all of that recognition for sure. I do. The dwarves are really fun and enjoyable. Like, even now, like that still holds up really well. It's a good classic story of like good and evil, and there's good life lessons to learn there. Like, this is a movie that I will 100% show to my kids i'm saying I don't know why i'm saying kids just assuming i'm gonna have more than one but one is coming very soon so you know whatever <laughs> but yeah i mean this is you know not it, it wasn't in my top five but that, that isn't because it's not good <laughs> right Same here. obviously very good so okay so i'm trying to keep up with our lists here because that, that that uh peter pan like yeah ch- changed to me off a little bit so my number <laughs> two is 101 dalmatians
2: i've got it higher okay all
0: right so we will move right along to hunter's number two
3: my number two is
2: cinderella
0: okay john do you have it on yours at all
2: no i probably have to defend that because it is worthy of a top five (laughs) well i think i I think
0: i mean i'll let you speak for yourself but i would assume it would be something kind of like i forced myself to put a movie from when you hear my
2: number two you'll be like yeah that's not better than cinderella
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, i tried to help you out here but um So Hunter, your number two, my number five, and Avery's number three, right? Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Cinderella. So Hunter, what about the movie? Um, had you put it at number two?
3: Okay. So many reasons. Number one, um, this was my favorite movie when I was little. Um, I would watch it on a very regular basis. Um, also, Jacques and Gus, well, Gus, Gus, oh, Gus, yes. the two mice. Like I stinking, they're probably some of my favorite Disney characters for some reason. I love those. They're great. Dudes. Um, and then also, so they sing a song in the movie that's like, "You can do it, Cinderella." You know, it's oh, on yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I would watch it so much that like when I would like complain about something, my dad would always say, you can do it, Hunter you can do it. And, like,
0: That's great.
3: Yeah, so um, I have really fond of memories of that movie. And then also um, the stepsisters in that movie really crack me up too. Like when mm-hmm. they're singing totally off tune and like trying to learn how to play the flute, that really always cracks me up as well. So I don't, it's, it's a good one. You gotta
2: shout out Lucifer as well.
0: Oh my goodness. That's... Yeah. The cat, right? I forgot about that. <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah. Huh. The, the animals in this movie are are, are top notch for sure.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: So Avery, uh what, what are your like favorite things about this movie?
1: I honestly love the mice too. They're yeah. just so funny, and their little crop tops and their <laughs> corn curls and cheese pieces.
0: No, what is it about Disney anim- uh, animals and having crop tops? Like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, Gus Gus is a normal sized shirt. That's true. He's yeah. a chubby. He has the wrong size.
0: Poor guy. Yeah. it's because of, of the poverty, probably. Right. I mean, he's depend- right. He can afford. Got a hand me shirt. down
2: from his very skinny brother. <laughs> 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 oh man!
3: Also, the scene of like Gus Gus trying to carry all the corn kernels and he's like stacking them up. <laughs> yeah, it's and so falling. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, cracks me. It's
0: yeah. so funny. It's so good. Yeah, that's totally that's a classic part. I, I felt like I just had to put it on on my list. uh I think it's the best of the Disney movies in this era that are like named after the princess. Basically, so like Snow White, mean Beauty, Cinderella. This is the one that I I remember actually. And in- like, I mean, I-, I enjoyed all of them more than I thought i would have as a kid because when you're a 10 year old boy or eight year old boy or whatever and there's a movie named after a princess you're kind of like yeah whatever but they're like actually good movies (laughs) and this one especially i remember it just i feel like it does a really good job of catering to anyone that would watch this movie and partially through the animal characters i mean the scene where they're trying to break her out of the like the top of the uh castle wherever they live in my head is not a castle but like they have to go up to wherever she's it's locked like a
2: downtown Abbey situation yeah I
0: don't know but when they're <laughs> when they're having to break her out and like time it just right so that they, she can get out and, and, and go to the prince it's like actually exciting it isn't like it's just a romance like film like just a love story mm-hmm. that's that's obviously a big part of it but there's so much more to it than that and like you said Hunter I think that you you pointed out the stepsisters when I was a kid I just remember thinking oh they're just they're just jerks they're so mean and then as a teenager I was like they're actually really funny
3: Oh, they're they're great yeah
0: so definitely thought uh i needed to squeeze it in there somewhere i could probably just talking about it now i I feel like i should probably have it have it as as my number four too my top three kind of like what you were saying hunter my top three was like bang 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 like i knocked those out really fast and i was like well four and five which one do i like better and it's kind of having some debate because i wasn't totally sold either way but Yeah. yeah cinderella deserves to be there for sure I think that's the first movie that three of us have. And then Peter Pan, as we have seen, all of us have. Uh, But John, I think you're going to mention a movie that none of us have as your number two. Yeah, I think so. Based off off your preamble there.
2: I have three. I On my list, I have three movies that no one else picked. And this is um, a a nostalgia pick for sure. Um, It's not a super well-known one, I guess. I don't think a lot of people have seen it. But I love it, and it's sword in the stone.
0: Okay. I, I'm not shocked at this. Um, yeah. And I don't think it's even necessarily a bad pick. I yeah. haven't seen it.
2: It's worth watching, I yeah. think. Um, there's there's lots of cool moments. It's pretty long. Um, the story of Merlin and little Arthur and him getting this the sword is that story by itself, Camelot all of that kind of you know fantasy type story stuff is really good and there's an awesome wizard's duel at the end that's really fun mm-hmm. um there's a particular scene that is oh my gosh it's a blast of nostalgia <laughs> but uh, Merlin changes Arthur into a small sparrow and Merlin's owl teaches him how to fly and that whole section of just like a little boy changing into a bird was, I mean, I fantasized about that as a little boy. Like I wanted to do that. (laughs) And um, sword in the stone is, I think it's a really high quality, like a little bit of a deep cut Disney movie that is worth watching.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't say it's not worth being on your list. It's one of those movies, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I basically watched a lot of these movies because my mom got them for myself or for Cassie. And for some reason, this one kind of just fell through the cracks. And I never came back to it. So I just actually haven't seen it. I know I will like it because it's King Arthur and it's Merlin and it's you know that kind of epic fantasy type adventure tale, um, in terms of the genre. So I'm sure I would like it. I just somehow I haven't seen it.
2: Yeah, it's great. You'd love it.
0: So now we're coming to Peter Pan, right, Avery? You're number one.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so you're number one, <laughs> and then everyone else is number three. So we all have it on the list. This is the first movie that we've all four had on our that's own that's
2: crazy it's Wow. pretty
0: cool so <laughs> avery you're the highest on it here why is peter pan your favorite disney movie from this era
1: peter pan is my favorite disney movie like out of everything awesome um, nice. i love this uh, hands down when people ask i say peter pan i love the storyline like you know every kid dreams of kind of growing up but Now I'm kind of like, oh, my gosh, I wish it could be five again. Yes, please. And so I love that (laughs) the idea of like they get to go there and they get to stay young, but then they realize they can't stay there. And, you know, you've got the pirates and the mermaids and flying through the sky and pixie dust and what kid doesn't want that? So I feel like it would just be the coolest thing to be a part of. Just like a dream come true, kind of.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'll speak for myself, but I, I love this movie. The adventure, the magic—like it feels like it could happen, <laughs> which is really strange because yes. because it obviously is very magical. But when they get to Neverland, the things that happen in Neverland and the things they do in Neverland aren't really that outrageous. So I was always just like, yeah, you can just travel to this place, and it would just be like a different place you could go to, and it'd be fun. <laughs> like it's well, very I know similar. How to get there. Yeah, it's, the hard part is just that flying, you know. Yeah, there you go. Second star, uh, <laughs> and part of what I would assume is a similar thing that drew me to Hook as a kid as well. And both movies I've watched several times. I I ended up watching Hook more, partially because uh, as a teenager and as an adult, it some reason it appealed to me being live action or having actors that I knew. The music in Hook I like a little bit more because it's John Williams and I'm a sucker for all of his stuff, but then that is not a knock at all on Peter Pan. The Lost Boys, so much fun. Hook's an incredible villain. He's great at being threatening enough, while also you can like kind of laugh at him because he's kind of an, an, uh, an idiot in some way, in some ways. But he is sometimes threatening enough to be like a, a good villain. And I kind of like that balance that Disney has in some of their stuff, where the villain is menacing to some extent. in some of these movies... The villain is like just pure menacing. I mean, like Maleficent, especially in Zimmy Beauty, um, just like pure evil the whole time. But Hook, while he is the bad guy most of the time, there you'll find yourself laughing at him a lot. And so he brings a lot to the table in this movie, I think, too. So those are kind of my like favorite, favorite parts about the movie. And also just being a fan of video games and being a fan of Zelda, for some reason, Peter Pan and Link just kind of like operate the same like headspace in my mind as he's like magical people in in green <laughs> but that's just me probably i don't know uh so hunter what about peter pan has kind of kept it yeah, high, high on your list for you
3: so actually um i was a toss-up for me between cinderella and peter pan for number three and number two yeah um but in peter pan i love every single character kind of like what you were saying david yeah. like there's not a bad character even like the dad who's like kind of an idiot like (laughs) he contributes to the storyline substantially actually and and so yeah i love all the characters the lost boys are fantastic and even like tiger lily like she doesn't say anything and she's still like a fantastic character and then even like the mermaids the mermaids are really fun too um and then also the music is it's good music too and honestly like when you think of the music for me i connect it to disney um, kind of like cinderella's castle as well so oh yeah for sure um, it feels like traditional disney to me so definitely
2: don yeah. what about you yeah so i think it's an incredible story that is actually pretty layered and deep when it comes to oh, yeah. even just psychology yes. of um you know young young men ref- or young boys refusing to to be men there's, there's a lot that psychologists have studied just in the story alone, but um, you guys have already talked about Peter Pan a lot. The other character I really love is George Darling. Mm. And um, I really like what he represents at the beginning of the story and how he's just, he's, he's the enemy, you know, he's the bad (laughs) guy at the beginning of the movie and he really turns around towards the end but I think a lot of different adaptations of Peter Pan have compared George Darling or Wendy's father to Captain Hook you know he's like he's the real life Captain Hook and I always loved drawing that parallel but yeah it's it's a really like layered and deep story that's beyond just an animated movie and I think that's one of the main reasons I love this story um, I actually just recently watched it with Avit which was oh, pretty cool. That's awesome. And um, it held his attention for quite a while, but it's just a very special movie and a very magical movie. Neverland is the whole, the whole thing was just, it's just a magical movie. One of the best for sure.
0: For sure. So that's Avery's full list. And then we're going to get my number one. I'm hoping that John's with me on this. My number one is the jungle book.
2: Yeah. I, mine's 101 Dalmatians. Cause oh. it was higher
0: nobody else (laughs) had the jungle book david oh no i thought you had i don't know you already had 101 okay good okay i was like oh am i alone on the the jungle book So hunter also has number one the jungle book this so for myself as a kid um there were three or four things that i watched incessantly um one was winnie the pooh In, in, in any way i could get it we had these like vhs tapes that would have two or three different like 15-minute episode type things of Winnie the Pooh. One was Sesame Street. Uh, another one was Robin Hood. And the other one was The Jungle Book. I mean, I've probably watched this movie 50 times. And, and I have no idea, really. I couldn't tell you. I just remember always having that on. One of those four things was basically all that I watched <laughs> most of the time for years uh, to the point where I can probably go through and, and, and quote a lot of these movies. But this one... The music is, to me, some of my very favorite in all of Disney, not just in this era. Um, the Giving all these animal creatures very distinct and individual personalities and uh, voices that are iconic to me, like, if you just, if you could somehow take the voice of any of these animals and have them say a line that was not from the movie, I would still know, oh, that's Shere Khan talking, oh, oh that's Ka, or oh, that's Vigera. to me it is it was my number one pretty pretty easily pretty uh obviously like it wasn't even really close So like this is my number one and what else is after that I've poured enough love on it so Hunter it's your your number one as well so what do you love about this movie
3: yeah so this one was easily my my number one as well like I looked at the list and I was like that's obviously number one (laughs) yeah um and for so many reasons um so when we would go on vacation when I was a kid um, frequently our vacation spot was Florida. Yeah. And um, and so my parents, they had like this really small TV that had like a VHS player attached to the TV. And so they would put that like in the middle of the minivan. And we had four movies that we would bring with us. So one was Jungle Book. Uh, one was Swiss Family Robinson, the Disney version. Uh, yep, yep. Um. One was Parent Trap. And then the other <laughs> one was a Daniel Boone movie. And like we would watch those our entire way there and our entire way back and it was like jungle book was vacation time like
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> back relax we're going on vacation
2: that's um,
3: awesome. and then they, like, also, Pavlov
2: dogged you into yeah. um, jungle book
3: <laughs> yeah sort of <laughs> uh, um, the music is fantastic um every song is good mm-hmm. um I also like that it has like a narration to it as well like that's kind of I don't know. I think that's a cool component. Um Yeah,
0: it feels like you're being read being read a book. It's called yeah. the Jungle Book. So like it kind yeah. of ties in there.
3: Yeah. And then also like so the vultures in the movie as well, like are kind of a nod to the Beatles. Yeah. Um, which is I, I think that was pretty smart because the Beatles were just getting like pretty big around that time and yeah. but, they are big so <laughs> um, i th- i actually i um i looked online and it said something about like they were trying to get the beatles to narrate for it and be the vultures and then they weren't successful in that oh, but they man. they did attempt so if you have that would
2: have been so cool
3: but whether or not it was that the been awesome yeah so
2: how cool would it have been if they did like the music for the movie <laughs> <That> would have <laughs> been insane. Genius. it would have been really yeah.
0: cool I-, I i do wonder if <laughs> Man, part of me is like, yeah, but I really love what we have. So don't, don't mess with it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I like all the animals too. Um, I, I feel like it kind of set the groundwork for the Lion King in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. How they're able to match up these personalities to characteristics of how the animals acted. Yeah, um, there's sure. really cool footage of them like going in the wild and just observing these animals to try and capture what the characteristics were and i think the jungle book nails that it's a great pick
0: for sure so john your number one then is 101 dalmatians which is my number two and uh also hunters number five so john what about this
2: movie do you love number one i think it has the most evil villain out of all of the disney villains yes, i it's mean pretty fair <laughs> it's a lady who wants to make a coat out of animals but because the older animals aren't soft enough she wants to get baby animals <laughs> that's just unbelievably evil <laughs> oh my God. it's crazy i think it has a great villain i just am very fond of dogs it's probably this is one of the reasons why i'm so fond of dogs is this movie
0: yeah
2: um i love all of the the scenes of the dogs communicating like basically like a telegraph through barking oh
0: yeah so fun. <laughs> yeah
2: and all of the different types of dogs and then one of the little scenes that i love is how all of the owners look like their dogs i thought that was the funniest yeah. thing
0: oh yeah it's great
2: and um i could only pick you know i was limited on my silver age picks just because of the way i wanted to do my list yeah and i knew this one was going to be top this was auto number one pretty much for me
0: nice yeah it was my 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 list was basically like Jungle Book at one for sure, then Hundred and One Dalmatians and Peter Pan at two and three. Kind of trying to figure out which one I wanted to put where, and I went with Hundred and One Dalmatians. Part of it is, uh, like you said, the villain is she stands out so uh like <laughs> so much, and it's <laughs> it's, the, it's it's the kind of thing where you're talking about on your podcast about things that you rewatch in your nostalgia has has blinded you. To the reality that maybe it's not quite as good as what it was what you thought it was as a kid. Um, right. I don't want to go back and rewatch the live action 101 Dalmatians for that same reason. I remember Glenn Close like being ter- Cassie was. I don't know if she told you she was legitimately afraid of that movie. Like didn't want to watch <laughs> no, she it. She didn't
2: tell me. She didn't want to That's watch. I- I mean, she
0: would like kind of like I don't want to. F- I don't want to watch that. And I'd be like, what? Why it's, it's so good? Like we should watch it. And she was afraid of her because she was so terrifying. And yeah, like, it's so good. And I, I would assume the live action version probably doesn't hold up super well, but it's pretty well cast. I like think mm-hmm. Hugh Laurie is one of the two like henchmen. And then the Pongo's plays a Weasley
2: guy or whatever. Pongo's
0: owner is um Jeff Daniels? Jeff Daniels. Yeah. So like yeah. the cast in it is pretty good. But I I just have this like sinking feeling that if I rewatch it, it won't mm-hmm. hold up. But the original animation is really fun. The animals communicating, like you said, and like I it's the kind of thing where you could see that being real right yeah (laughs) i I mean as a kid for sure as a kid i was just like yeah this is just how i mean animals speak a different language than us but they can all communicate so why not like i don't know what a dog is saying but why could a dog not know what a cat is saying yeah i don't know so in my kid brain that was like a thing that was for sure how it worked which is really fun so Um, our first
2: dog was named perdita
0: that's awesome yeah
2: Yep and it what looked it? nothing like a Dalmatian <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's amazing uh, uh, Hunter this is your number three it's
3: uh, my oh, number five, number five. Yeah. yes
0: so uh, what do you like about this movie that, you, that had you put on your list
3: um, I just I think it's a really cute movie um, I really like the scene where all the puppies well they're as a family they're sitting in front of the television yeah. watching that like I don't know western show or whatever yeah. and, puppies like commentary through it. That's so cute. Um and I i agree. Cruella is she's terrible. Um <laughs> I will say so I watched the Cruella that's on Disney Plus that Ooh. just came out and I really liked it. Which okay. shocked, I did too was shocking to oh. me. But um it was really good. Didn't change the fact that like she's terrible in this. <laughs> yeah. But, um it it was a good movie. So
0: yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I was excited by the casting, um, yeah. but I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But that's something I'll have to watch now that I uh, have been talking about Corella for the last 10 minutes.
3: <laughs> it makes like her killing the dogs, which is terrible completely terrible you understand the backstory of it a little bit better and yeah. it makes more sense not that it makes it okay it just makes more sense because, <laughs> like in the animated one you know you're like "Well, why is this lady like obsessed with killing dalmatians dogs and dalmatians yeah, yeah. so yeah. kind of just seems sort of left field so yeah makes it's kind of
2: like a uh, a heist movie which i wasn't expecting yeah. yeah
3: i think that's what made me like it so much the, honestly yeah
2: the, the new one is Yes. Yeah. That's really high interesting. That's cool. Yeah.
3: And they did a fantastic. Yeah, I think you'll job. like it. Yeah, they did a fantastic job with the cast and like the henchmen and everything. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Huh, cool. I agree.
0: Okay. Well, that's nice. So give me some homework to do. Watch, watch Corella. Okay. <laughs> so we have all of our lists. So let's throw together a group list. So to give you guys a little bit to work with, we all four had Peter Pan. Three of us had 101 Dalmatians, three of us had Cinderella, and two of us had Jungle Book. That's one I'm missing. I couldn't I couldn't find it. <laughs> so those are our commonalities. And I think everything else is just one offs. So we have four movies we can put on the list. Um and then we can just, I think we can figure out how to go from there. So stop me if you disagree. We all four have Peter Pan. It's Aries number one. I'm gonna put it number one.
3: Yeah, I think that's fine.
0: Okay. it makes sense. So our number one is going to be Peter Pan. And then we all, the ones that three of us have in common are Cinderella. Cinderella. Yeah. Cinderella and 101 Dalmatians. 101 Dalmatians is number one, number two, and number five. And Cinderella is like two, three, five. So that would put 101 Dalmatians at number two. I'm hearing no complaints. I'm
2: fine by me. I, I have little room to negotiate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I also like to um, honor people's number ones. So we have Aries number one at number one. We have John's number one at number two. And then we can put me and Hunter's number one at number three or number four. So I think that this is where the argument or like the de- debate, I guess not argument, but the debate could come in here. So three of us have, um Cinderella but we don't have it very high I guess Hunter even number two so I, I'll leave it to you Hunter because you your number two is Cinderella so it's both of our number ones which is very high obviously but only two of us have Jungle Book so do you think we should do Jungle Book number three because we both have it very high or go with or go with the fact that three of us have Cinderella but that number three I'm, I'm fine either way
3: um I think Cinderella because John like kind of gave it a honorable mention and said that's that he right probably should have had it on his list and also, I think when you think Disney, you, you think I mean, literally her castle is like.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's pretty iconic. Yeah. Don, did say, sure. Don, did you say it was, it was your number six?
2: No, um, it was an honorable mention. though. Okay. It okay. was up there for sure. I it's didn't... one of those that like when you can only pick. Oh, yeah. Basically, a few Silver Age ones. It's you have to make tough cuts. But oh, it's, sure. it's very good.
0: Okay, so we're going to go with Cinderella number three, Jungle Book number four. So then, the highest movies left are Snow White, is Avery's number two, and John's number two, Sword in the Stone. Final. Yeah, we
2: don't have to put Sword in the Stone. <laughs> I've seen it.
0: <laughs> I think it's. I think it's a good idea to honor Snow White as the original, sure. right? The OG. Yeah, for sure. So um, our group list then is Peter Pan number one, one, Hundred One Dalmatians number two, Cinderella number three, Jungle Book number four, and Snow White number five. And I think. That everyone had at least two movies from their list on this list, which is pretty cool with having potentially 20 movies. I mean, that would be pretty crazy, but <laughs> uh, I we actually t-
2: had a lot of movies. I was surprised by, yeah, we did. Different movies man
0: I would have thought we'd have more commonalities than when we did for sure. Yeah, me too. So that's pretty, pretty good. So, a nice little discussion of the golden age the silver age right in the wartime era of Disney animation so I think based on the scheduling it's going to be roughly once a month that we'll have these Disney animation episodes so the next one will be uh next month theoretically that's kind of just the rough schedule and um my guests for that one at least right now we're going to have two new guests like we had on this one we're going to have Georgian Pedigo and uh Caitlin Anderson so I'm going to complete my uh, collection of the anderson clan have all of them <laughs> on my podcast uh and then we're gonna have Devin cunningham join them and i for the movies basically from the late 70s and the 80s and 90s um, on the next disney animation episode so guys i've had a lot of fun with this one it was good to talk to you guys and see your faces and uh you know every year going through school and so i know you're busy so i i appreciate you taking taking some time out of your school schedule to come and talk about some of your favorite movies
1: of course disney's my favorite
0: there you go i knew (laughs) so behind the scenes stuff i when i had this idea i was like well i know avery i'm pretty sure she'd want to do the old stuff and then i put up a poll uh like like a sliding poll that was like what era do you prefer and basically everybody put the 80s and 90s stuff because that's like the, the renaissance is like you know the lion king and eating the beast and all those like the heavy hitters that people grew up with only one person put the old stuff Avery that was you <laughs> and I was like well I already kind of had it. that I already kind of had that hunch and you just confirmed it so I was like, okay perfect I'm just gonna ask her to join us for that one then so I appreciate it and Hunter same with you and man you ladies are making me feel old, so I'm gonna just, just go, <laughs> go to go to bed. Uh, <laughs> but thanks for joining us and talking about the older movies here. I know these are like your childhood too, so that's fun.
3: Thank you for having us on.
0: Yeah, had a good time. And John, we're gonna see you in October, in North Carolina. But it's gonna to talk to you now again.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on again. <laughs> I had a great time.
0: All right. So I think with that. We are heading out. So listeners, send me on Instagram your top fives. Um, Is there a movie that we left off? There's probably a couple of movies that are potentially in someone's top five that we haven't mentioned somehow. So let me know what you think.
2: Oh, Bambi is probably in someone's top five. Yeah,
0: I would guarantee Bambi's on there. I didn't think about that. Um, Yeah, Bambi's one for sure. And I don't think we did anybody have. Nobody had Dumbo
2: we so, touched all of the Silver Age. We talked about all of them.
0: Yeah. which I think I think of the three, I would say that's the best one. For sure. Um, so, yeah, that one, we, got, we hit everything in there. The wartime era, pretty interesting stuff. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Dumbo was uh, was one of the other ones that I was kind of hinting at. I didn't want to say anything before somebody had it on their list, but Dumbo is one of the ones that I was hinting at that has a, some weird stretches in there. I'm like, what is going on right now? But it's not bad movie. There's a lot of a lot of good to be had there as well. So let me know on Instagram at shady underscore buffalo underscore podcast your top five lists, and uh, I want to hear your opinion. So let me know. And with that, we'll talk to you next week.